Hey, why are you going so far back? And because I want to. This is started. Page and Jesso in Peso. No, it surely has started. Yeah. Welcome. This is anticipated to be. Oh, just one moment. <laughs> so we just got a bizarre timed message saying that the computer was ready to start restart re- uh, ready to restart and um yeah to say no not now we're doing something right now if the computer is so smart why doesn't it know that we're in a zoom meeting recording right now because it doesn't care oh well i care i don't care about everything but i care about this this is a special episode of Paisal. it's so special Wh- i don't even know about it as in what's going on going to happen yeah have you noticed, Jessel, that there are a pile of books beside me? I did notice the books. I don't know what the ref- what the co- context is, though. Okay. I just wanted to do a light, fun episode this time around, and I thought a fun exercise would be for Jessel to guess what a book is about based on just the title and the front cover. Oh, no. So I think... I have selected a bunch of books that I have that Jessel hasn't read or that I haven't told Jessel about the contents. First one is by my friend Tom and Tom and my mutual friend Mike, and it is called The Machine Who Was Also a Boy. So, Jessel, take, you can look at the front cover only. Uh, is it like a... Coming of age story of an android. Let's see. No android, yeah. I will now read the back or would you like to read the back? You can read it. Okay. I like like it when you read it. Pandora Robinson was confused. What made a belief true or false? What gave words their meaning? And was a lie still a lie if you truly believed it? Sometimes the world just didn't make a lot of sense. Answering questions at school was hard enough. But after meeting a most peculiar mechanical man and his silent young companion, Pandora faces the hardest question ever. Are we the same person today as we were yesterday? From the lair of the Sphinx to the bowels of the Theseus, clues to the answer abound. But will Pandora be able to put them together in time to save an unlikely friend and still make it to court in time to stop them taking away her away from her dad. The Machine, who was also a boy, is a tale of puzzles, paradoxes, and perplexing predicaments. What do you so reckon? The, so How the, close were you? So the main character is someone else? Yes. Yeah, well, no, I wasn't close. <laughs> the next book is Exit West. Is it? Is it a fiction or non-fiction? The computer, again, is trying to restart. This is so annoying. Okay. I think it might restart in four minutes. Why? Scheduled restart. Outside of act. Required restart, estimated four minutes. Is that the time it'll take to restart or you have to turn it on? This is annoying. Okay, so. It's thinking. Let's start that again. Exit West. Is it a fiction or non-fiction book? Fiction. Um, Is it about someone who's going back to their roots in from like um, a Western country? To like going into the like Asian countries. Let's see. 
there's no information on the back that's relevant because it's just what people thought of it. But inside the cover, in a city swollen by refugees but still mostly at peace or at least not yet openly at war, two young people notice one another. They share a cup of coffee, a smile, an evening meal. They try not to hear the sound of bombs getting closer every night, the radio announcing new laws, the public executions. Oh, exit west is the other way around. Meanwhile, rumours are spreading of strange black doors in secret places across the city, doors that lead to London or San Francisco, Greece or Dubai. Someday soon, the time will come for this young couple to seek out one such door joining the multitudes fleeing a collapsing city, hoping against hope, looking for their place in the world. No, I misread Exit West. It's like a stage term, like exiting exiting to the West. But I mean, I I wouldn't have thought of portal doors. No, before the fall. Um, Does it have something to do with a plane crash, creator and writer of Fargo? Let's see. The rich are different. But fate is blind. Down on his luck artist, Scott Burroughs is unexpectedly offered a spare seat on the Bateman family's private jet for the trip from Martha's Vineyard to New York. Then, just minutes after takeoff, the plane crashes into the ocean and only Scott and the Bateman's small son, JJ, survive. David Bateman was CEO of a populist... TV news channel which now engulfs Scott and the orphan boy in a maelstrom of speculation, soon overtaking the official investigation into the tragedy. Who else was on the plane? Was there a bomb, a missile? Who is Scott Burroughs? Weaving with ever-increasing suspense between the shocking aftermath of the crash and the intimate backstory of each of the 11 passengers and crew, before the Fall is a thrilling novel of love, fame, wealth, art, entertainment, and power. I got the plane crash, right? Yeah. After that, it could have been about anything. Yeah. Well done, though. Well, there's a plane on it, and I was assume the Fall is the plane crash. You're so clever. Normally, the, the, the front covers don't have anything. The Rosie Project. Um, is it like this person... Is in love with someone who's called Rosie, named Rosie, and that's their project. Why would it be a project? The flowers. Let's see. Don Tillman is getting married. He just doesn't know to who yet. The wife project will solve that problem. He has designed a 16-page questionnaire to help him find the perfect partner. Mm. She will most definitely not be a barmaid, a smoker, a drinker, or a late arriver. Rosie Jarman is all these things. She is also fiery and intelligent and beautiful and on a quest of her own to find her biological father, a search that Don, a professor of genetics, just might be able to help her with. The Wife Project teaches Don some unexpected things. Why earlobe length is an inadequate predictor of sexual attraction. Why ice cream tastes different in New York. Why he's never been on a second date. And why, despite the best scientific efforts, you don't find love. Love finds you. Yeah, what do you call it? Profound. Profound. 
you see from reading the back of that can you see why i might like it because the guy is learning stuff from a from a stupid standpoint stupid as in where he starts off he's doing a questionnaire for that's not stupid that's very clever and he's already got a prerequisite oh yeah so i don't know hey you made the same face as me i saw it (laughs) this one you you might already know and you might guess i'm not sure the title is unwell um i guess it's a book about um all the diseases and um uh mental what's the word illness yeah mental illnesses anything more than that do you think and how to fix it interesting let's see in a world where illness seems to be everywhere where does failing biology stop and personal responsibility begin nostalgia used to be a killer nervous condition women who were considered overly emotional were once treated with a good orgasm left-handed folk were beaten to be turned right and rotten teeth were pulled out to cure the mentally unwell just who made these diseases diseases anyway and what makes us think we understand any better today Unwell is a fascinating and insightful exploration of the ever-changing nature of illness using humour, historical anecdotes, scientific research and personal stories. McRae illustrates the power of disease and medical diagnoses to define who we are and how we live. In a time when extreme violence is blamed on poor mental health, when people suffer for want of health insurance and research dollars depend on sharp marketing campaigns, understanding the social and cultural nature of disease is vital for our well-being and the well-being of our community. little interesting fact about this book too is um, I mentioned in the acknowledgements because I gave feedback on the section that covered transgender health I think you may have told me that before. Probably. This is the second last book. It's called Useful. Uh, I'm the creator of Offspring. So I'm assuming it's a drama. Uh, I guess it's like a family drama about someone having to donate their kidney to a family member. Someone they probably didn't expect expect to get it from. Let's see. Sullivan Moss is useless. Once a charming underachiever, He's now such a loser that he can't even commit suicide properly. Waking up in hospital after falling the wrong way on a rooftop, he comes to a decision. He shouldn't waste perfectly good organs just because they're attached to his head. After a life of regrets, Sully wants to do one useful thing. He wants to donate a kidney to a stranger. As he scrambles over the hurdles to become a donor, Sully almost accidentally forges a new life for himself. Sober and employed, he makes new friends, not least radio producer Natalie and her son Lewis, and begins to patch things up with old ones like his ex-best mate Tim. Suddenly, everyone wants a piece of him. But altruism is not as easy as it seems. Just when he thinks he's got himself together, Sully discovers that he's most at risk of falling apart. Literally or? (laughs) You'll never know. I can't remember. I actually can't remember how it ends. Interesting fact about this one is that 
one of the book clubs I was a part of won a breakfast at the Brisbane ABC facility, office, headquarters uh, with the author. So there are some pictures of me with the author, with some of my book club buddies. Buddies. And getting this book for free was part of the deal. Yeah, but did you read it before? Yeah, we all read it before. Mm-hmm. As one of the people in the book club said, it's an easy read, which is supposed to be insulting. Yes, I assume that. But I'm actually starting to think about whether I would like to write more things that are an easy read because I'm reaching a point in want- my life where I, I would like to just bring joy to people and make them laugh not necessarily to struggle through, for example, my science fiction novel. You don't want to write anything that's uh, as complex as Lord of the Rings? No. Create your own language and um, fantasy world? I'll definitely create my own fantasy world. No, like from the ground up? From the ground up. With a religious religion? The level of detail? I don't know. Probably. I don't think you've read the, the other books, have you? Lord of the Rings? I can't remember. You would have. You would remember. I would remember. If you had read them. Why? Because. I think I did read all of them. You read The Silmarillion. Oh, okay. No, I um, didn't read that. Yes. You're talking about The Hobbit and. Um, I'm talking about The Lord of the Rings because you said The Lord of the Rings books. Yeah, they're everything. They're everything. Things that we argue about. They're everything. You're so annoying. Yes, we can agree on that. The final book for this episode. So we are almost at the end. Moonwalking with Einstein. Interesting cover. The art of science, the art and science of remembering everything. So is it like a how-to book of um, learning to retain memory and um, access memory, memories? Well, this one was a very easy one because it's literally written on the front of the book. So it doesn't say really on the back. But yes, it's essentially, oh, here we go. Heads up, I don't know how to pronounce the author's name. So when I get to it... I will say what I think it is, and I'll probably get it wrong. So please don't harass me because I got it wrong. I'm sure people will. On average, people squander 40 days annually, compensating for things they've forgotten. Joshua Foer used to be one of those people, but after a year of memory training, he found himself in the finals of the U.S. Memory Championship. Even more important, I had no idea that was a thing. Even more important, Foa found a virtual truth we too often forget. In every way that matters, we are the sum of our memories. Moonwalking with Einstein draws on cutting edge research, a surprising cultural history of memory, and venerable tricks of the mentalist's trade to transform our understanding of human remembering. Under the tutelage of top mental athletes, Foa learns ancient techniques once employed by Cicero to memorise his speeches and by medieval scholars to memorise entire books. Using methods that have been largely forgotten, he discovers that we can all dramatically improve our memories. Immersing himself obsessively in a quirky subculture of competitive memorisers, Foa learns to apply techniques that call on imagination as much as determination, showing that memorization can be anything but rote. But what? 
rote, R-O-T-E. Mechanical or habitual repetition of something to be learned. A poem learned by rote in childhood. Never heard of that one before. We all learned something new today, all two of us. From the PAO system. Who's the other person? Which converts numbers into lurid images to the memory palace in which memories are stored in the rooms of imaginary structures. Foa's experience shows that the memory championships are less a test of memory than of perseverance and creativity. Funny story about this book and how I got it. When I was a raging alcoholic, I spent so many hours in a particular bar just sitting there drinking to to unwind. So I would chat a lot with one of the barmen there and he lent me this book and I don't really know anything about him, I think, except for his first name and where he worked at the time. So I have never been able to give it back. So now I have it. So if you know that this is your book and you lent it to me when I was in a darker time of life, You're welcome to try to contact me if you can find my contact details. All right. This has been a special edition of Paisal. Thank you for listening and or watching. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you so wish. And click the bell. Click the bell. I don't know if that, does the bell come up? Uh, I don't know. It's a YouTube thing. It's a YouTube thing. It's a notification. Yeah. I don't know if I've actually seen the bell on our videos or not, Uh, but I guess I don't really watch them after they're published. So if the bell comes up. Like where where it says subscribe to the person's channel, I think there's a note. Cool story, Jessel. I think. I'm not sure. That's all I have to say about that. Me too.